This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am excited to be joined by the star of one of my favorite TV shows that's on right now, and also happens to be a huge Bravo fan. Please welcome Frankie Rodriguez. Hi. Hi, Dylan. I am so excited to have you on the show. I was so excited to find out that you are a big Bravo fan in real life, and not just your character on High School Musical, the musical, the series, which <laughs> is now in season three. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I The way that all worked out is kind of insane. <laughs> so I just want to start before, before we get too far into it. How are you feeling now that you're in season three of your show? It seems crazy that you guys have been around for three seasons so far, but I'm loving it. I've been a fan for a while. Um, how has this season been? It feels good. I I mean, we're watching the season in real time. Um, the fourth episode just came out. And so I guess we're our fit five now. So we're halfway through and then we'll go right back into production for season four, which sounds even crazier to say. Um, but I'm feeling just very thankful, very excited. And um, yeah, I love it. It is interesting. Season three, if you if people haven't, you know, caught up on the show lately, you guys are in a very different environment for season three. It's summer, you're away at camp putting on a show. How different was it, you know, the filming process not being at the same, you know, place that you've been for the last two years? Not too different, honestly. I think that's one of the cool things about uh, just doing a show where there are so many familiar faces that like once the train leaves the station, it kind of like goes back into like a normal routine. But uh, yeah, being in LA definitely makes a big difference. And I think it added like a new fresh energy to the show. And I think that's what people are resonating with so well. So uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. Totally. So on this week's episode, there is, uh, I'll I'll set the scene a little bit. So this season (laughs) takes place at a summer camp where you guys are putting on a production of Frozen. But the the added layer, because of course, this show always needs (laughs) something a little chaotic going on, is that Corbin Blue is making a behind the scenes documentary about you guys putting on the show. And you are now worried that there is not enough drama happening for the cameras. And so your character, Carlos, helps spearhead an effort to make <laughs> to make a show <laughs> called The Real Campers of Shallow Lake to amp up the drama. So we have a clip uh, that we're going to play right now uh, so everybody can kind of hear what we're talking about. But not to worry, because we have a plan. And it starts with five little letters. Allow me. Watch what happens, fam. Recausal? No, it's the real campers of Shallow Lake. The franchise I was always destined to join. I mean, you were. Look, it's easy. You know how normally we act like regular people and we pick up on social cues and we care about each other's feelings? (laughs) Do we? Yes, we do. 
But, and now that's over. Because the key to any great reality show is the three Bs. Bombshells, betrayals, and laughs. Can he say that? I mean, doesn't the title alone just give you chills? Like, <laughs> <laughs> reading the script, I was like, this can't be real. Because it was also funny, because at the start of production, my book on set was Not All Diamonds Are Rosé, the, like, expose book. Um, about the Real Housewives. So I was like, and of course, everybody's like, what are you reading? What are you reading? And then um, Tim, our Tim Federley, our showrunner, was like, I think you're going to be very excited by our fifth episode. I was like, okay. And so once I saw the title, I was like, this can't be real. Like, I, my world's colliding in like all of the best ways. Uh, it was crazy. <laughs> that is so funny. And the way you're like RCOSL, like, obviously, you know what it stands for. That's literally <laughs> the experience of trying to talk to people who don't watch Bravo in real life. They're like, I don't know what any of these words mean. <laughs> so annoying. Get cultured. I'm so over it. The housewives are here to stay. And it's all I want to talk about. <laughs> so you've been playing this character for a few years now. And it's been alluded to in past episodes that Carlos is a big housewives reality TV fan. Was that something that was in the character already? Or did you and that was just like a coincidence? Or did you kind of add that piece? I I mean, I definitely think it's something the writers picked up on. It's, I don't really remember him having any type of like conversations like that in the first season. And so I think now bits and pieces of our lives are starting to seep into uh, the storylines a little bit. Um, but I, I love the connection. And I think it makes sense for Carlos to be obviously obsessed with The Real Housewives. Um, so I, I thought it was a fun little twist. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this this show is so meta. You can have like some Real Housewives of Salt Lake City cameos next season. Maybe. Okay, can you imagine? I just met Meredith, and so um, she was said that she was like driving by the high school or something, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that's where they film uh, the High School Musical movies, and now the show." I was like, "Oh my god!" So she's aware that we exist. <laughs> um, so I think I think that's the that's for next season. We get a, a cameo from a Real Housewife of Salt Lake City. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you can you can like talk about Jen Shaw's sentencing or whatever on the episode. I mean, someone has to because obviously they haven't. So I, I will spearhead that that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the episode that we're talking about this week was that. So it sounds like they basically wrote that and then you just like got the script and were, I'm sure it was a very pleasant surprise. How, how did that come to be? Um, I knew there was going to be some version of it. I didn't really understand what it was going to be until I got the script. And then to read that, the real campers of Shallow Lake, I was like, what is this? Um, and then uh, Tim was also telling us like what the potential storylines were going to be with like someone throwing a drink on someone and um, like just all these like real housewife or like reality television staples that you'll see nowadays. Um, we're going to be incorporated into the show. Uh, but I was like, this is brilliant. Like who comes up with this stuff? It's so funny to like in those first couple scenes where people are like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like what, what are we doing here? And then people sort of slowly start to, you know, figure out what's going on. And it's like, Oh, this is, this is kind of fun. I think I like <laughs> this. <laughs> It is fun. I also thought it was really funny, too, that the, our director, Anne-Marie, she was like, I have never seen The Real Housewives. I was like, um, I said, give me your email. I'm going to send you some <laughs> compilation videos. They're going to be about 13 minutes. I won't go over, but um, I'll, I'll give you some housewife history. <laughs> so that was like a fun way to also like be in part of like that creative process of like, 
this is probably what to watch when you're directing something like this. Totally. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week, grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I'm curious, what was your first introduction to the Housewives world? Like what what show did you watch first? The first one I remember watching was Orange County and it was uh the third season, I think. And I remember having like a hard time telling them apart, but um, I liked whatever they were talking about. And it kind of just started from there. And then uh, I started like watching other ones here and there. But during quarantine, I was like, I'm going to sit down and watch every single franchise from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm making my way through all of them. And so now I think I just have Dallas left. But other than that, I, I feel like I've, see most of them if not all of them i feel like dallas makes sense to leave till last like there's some good stuff in there but it's not as it's not as yeah as urgent as some of the other cities (laughs) yeah so i'm just like i uh, i'll hold off a little bit when i have a second (laughs) it is funny you talking about quarantine like there's always that everybody has that moment where it's like okay do i just kind of watch a little bit of housewives or am i somebody who like has seen every episode of every (laughs) city and you're like 
everybody has that moment where the switch flips and it's like, this is my life now. I, I live here. You know, it is my life. And luckily I have found a good group of friends that this is like also their lives too. So we talk about these women like, like we know them, which is insane. I love it. Is anybody else on your show into housewives like you are, or is it kind of, is it, do you have to go outside to talk about it? Joe Serafini loves housewives and obviously we're dating. So he kind of, it's like, you know, by association, but he does get into some of them. But other than that, no one else watches it. So I am alone shit, but I'm going to talk about it, whether or not they want to talk about it. Um, because I have to listen to the stuff they want to talk about. Um, so I'm like, if you get to talk about sports, then I get three minutes to talk about the real housewives and it's a fair trade. Um, but I, I can see their eyes gloss over most of the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like how, how, how deep into this can I get before nobody is listening <laughs> and deep that I'll go far. I'll go far. <laughs> what are some of your, do you have like favorite housewives that you have like a special place in your heart for? I'm curious who really speaks to you. You know, I think in every franchise, there's always like a cluster of them. But I was thinking the other day that like, I think I saw it on Instagram or something. It was like, this was the golden age of like New York or something. And it was that cast photo when they're all in the subway and there's like eight of them. And it's like Bethany and Kristen and, um, and Dorinda. I was like, that is, that is prime. Like, so I think that like that cast of women all together and those storylines always like, hold a like nostalgic place in my heart. Yeah, I saw that too. And that cast photo is so funny because it's like so obviously photoshopped into <laughs> the cleanest New York City subway you've ever seen. And they're all wearing like cocktail attire gowns. It's like this, it's like so uncanny, but it also is like so perfect. I love it. It's it's iconic. <laughs> you so in the episode that came out this week you talk about all of the different tropes that you have to have on a reality show and I'm curious if there are any that you kind of connect with or that you think you might be if you're on a show so I'll I'll read the list because there's a bunch there's the judgy one the jilted ex the one with the dark past the crier the one with the catchphrase the one who's here for the wrong reasons the shrink the bad boy and the instigator who's who do you have a soft spot for? Like, are you- <laughs> Ooh, I feel like personally, I, I would probably be uh, the judgy one. The one that's like, kind of like stand, like not a part of the drama, but the one that's going to co- uh, have like some commentary on the drama. Um, and then if confronted, I would definitely be the crier because I start to get like really nervous. <laughs> so I don't know if I'd actually be really good in the line of fire, but I'd like to think I would be. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the, the crier, it's it's tough because you want to be like, you want to like yell at them to like, you know, buckle up and like get in there. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm, I'm not good at confrontation like that. Like, I, I'll talk about you behind your back. But like, I don't want to like, look away. Exactly. But if it's a strong enough argument and I have enough weight, I think I could, I think I could come back at some people. It's just... Those are strong personalities, which makes, I think that's what makes me nervous or like those types of people that are like, I'm going to win the argument whether or not I'm right. So that's what makes me nervous. <laughs> right. And like the worst nightmare is that you're like the new one on the show and you're just like trying and failing to get, to get in there. And then you like, you don't want to be a one season 
wonder. No, and see, and that's where I think I would be the judgy one just only for the first season, though, because you can kind of, like, observe and watch what's going to happen and watch how, like, make friends and not insert yourself too much. Because at the end of the day, like, everything's on the table. So they could all turn on you and you're the new one that they want off the show, which would be traumatizing. So I think I would, I would, it's also gamey. But you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go into the Rose way. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like I think I just I would be too in my head I'm like I don't want everyone to hate me but then oh, yeah. it, you know like <laughs> I guess I forgot about That's that aspect about. but that it actually airs and then people have opinions on your life and the things that you do <laughs> <laughs> have you been watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season are you keeping up yes of course what do you think about, so Lisa Rinna was on TikTok today saying that she thinks people are too sensitive and that she has actually been meaner in the past. How do you, what do you think about that? I, in a way, I agree with her. I get it. There are, I think she came out very strong, but also very likable when she first came on. So I think that like her bad behavior was almost overlooked, but I think now she's been on the show for like eight years. So I think, I think we're over what she's trying to sell. Like we get it. You're the villain. Like you dress fun, but I think we're over it. I think it's time to move on from Lisa Renna, which makes me sad because she's like, she does make a great housewife. She really does stir it up. Yeah. It's like, you can acknowledge that someone is iconic and like appreciate their contributions and then like (laughs) be like, okay. And thank you. And thank you. And thank (laughs) thank you you for your time. I think it's, I think it's time to uh, like a refresh or something. I mean, there's like a hundred of them this season and yet like we're still talking about the same thing. So I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it's, it is. I think Beverly Hills has a tendency to sort of like talk in circles about one thing for way too many episodes. How do you feel about the whole Erica situation since last season? Like what, where, where did you stand on it last year? Have you changed your opinions at all? What's, what's the feeling? I like, well, like last year I was getting the information like we all were from the press. And so I was like trying not to be too judgmental or trying to buy into that storyline. Cause I knew it would play out differently once the show aired. And then once the show aired, I, she was, I don't know. It felt so like she was like gasping for air with all these like stories and all these like different things that she was doing. And then now this season, it kind of seems like she was able to take some time from the show. And now she's like, okay, so now this is going to be my like real storyline. I'm going to, um, I'm going to be on medication, but I'm also going to be like sleeping around and I'm going to be having a good time. And so I'm just like, it's just now it's too forced. So I, I mean, I don't know. A part of me thinks like, how could you be married to someone and not know like what was going on? But then it is Beverly Hills where like everybody's like covering up something. So I don't know. I wish she would actually play into it instead of against it. So we can actually see how she feels. But right now she just comes off so like unlikable. It's crazy, which is sad because I also loved Erica too. Like her first two seasons when she was like more of like the quiet one, but she could like pop off. And then she was also a pop star. Like that was so fun. But now it's like, now it's just tragic. Yeah, I think it's also hard to watch her be like so miserable with her like 
pretty, still pretty nice life. She's like, she's like, I don't have the second shoe closet anymore. Like, I don't want to be in this house. I'm, I'm miserable. I go home alone every night. I'm like, you're in like a $2 million house with a pool. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) like read the room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I mean, like I get that things aren't like going amazing all the time, but like you're, you're not like impoverished. No, I would gladly step into that $3 million home. And she's still, you know, she still has the glam team. She's, she's being styled to go everywhere. It's like, you're, yeah, but then she'll say things like, um, I ordered Taco Bell to feel like, to make us all seem like she's relatable, but it's like, that's just weird. (laughs) We know you're not actually eating Taco Bell. Right. Right. It's like, okay, you had, you had Taco Bell one time. You're not like a Taco Bell eater. (laughs) Like, no, over it. She needs to go too. get her out. Okay. Okay, so you're you're feeling like a little bit of a cast shakeup situation. I want a cast shakeup, but I want it like a strong cast shakeup. Like I think they need like another Lisa Vanderpump. But then I'm like, who is that? Like they'd obviously they'd have to bring someone back, or it has to be like a real strong personality that's like also like a shining star. But I don't know. I I think about it all the time. I'm like, who could go in there and just really slay? But also, who's going to be willing to put their life out there? But I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see, I guess. If Lisa Rinna left, do you think Denise, would you want to see Denise come back? Because that's, I, I see that, you know, people floating it around online these days. I liked Denise, but I didn't like the fact that Denise would get caught up in the storyline and then try to lie her way out of it and then try to get like producers involved or do you know what I mean? I'm just like either admit it or just keep going that it like something didn't happen. So I would like to see Denise have a redemption, but I don't know if she's, if she fully understood what the task of a housewife was, unfortunately. Right. Like if you're, you have to be, whatever situation you get yourself into, you have to, you know, you're kind of on your own. It's like when the, if you're like in a documentary or something, you can't be like, hey, can you help me out? Like, <laughs> hey, like, you know, cameraman, can you help me like change the light bulb in the house? It's like, no, like, that's not what they're there for. Like, totally. you have to and figure vicious. out your own messes. Yeah. Like, I would, I, I think I'd be scared of all those women and like almost like intimidated, but Again, I probably wouldn't put myself in a situation where I could get caught in a lie or someone could catch me in something. I'd probably play it very safe. But then safe is boring. So that's a catch-22, I think. You're like, I'm good sticking with scripted television for now. Thank you. (laughs) For now. (laughs) Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. 
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Who would you want to see on an Ultimate Girls Trip show that we haven't seen yet? What What would your dream mix be? Um, oh my gosh. I love that we're getting Karen in this new one. Um, I think she'd be fun, but, um, I would, I, I actually don't know if I would love to see this, but I think I would like to see a episode of it, not like a 10 episode series, but with like the, uh, like the one hit wonders. Um, mm. and so bring like the women who only got like one season back and see what they would do. But I mean, I don't know. I also saw one that was like, do one where it's like all just chaotic. And so it's like the Kelly Dodds, um, like the Ramonas, like people who are just going to like fight. But in terms right. of, uh, I don't know. I, I Obviously Lisa Vanderpump, she has to come back in some way. And maybe that's her way back in. But I don't know. I, I'm such a Lisa stan. I know some people have feelings about her, but I love her. <laughs> have you been to any of her establishments? <laughs> Yes. And she was actually, she actually walked up to our table. So this is kind of crazy. So uh, my boyfriend, Joe, we were watching Beverly Hills at the time. And obviously he loves Lisa too. And we were like, well, we should go to dinner at pump. And like, um, I was like secretly wishing like she would be there. Cause my friend, Brandon, who goes all the time to pump always sees her there. And so I was like, maybe she'll be there on this like random Wednesday evening. And so we're sitting there and she walks into the room and I was like, Oh my God, she's here. And then out of nowhere, she walks directly to our table. And my friend Brandon was like, I just want to say you look beautiful tonight. And she was, she said something about like the lighting or something. And she like looked all of us in the eye and she was like, I hope you have a great night and like walked away. I was like, that's the way to do it. Like that is that. I mean, she is the franchise. <laughs> I was at, I, I went to Tom Tom in April and she was there like 30 minutes after we were like, it, it was one of those things where it's like you, you leave. And then the next time you look at your phone, there's like a picture of her at Tom Tom. And it's like, okay. Oh no. <laughs> I think I, I would have like, turned around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Like, back to WeHo we go. <laughs> like, we can't miss Yeah, this. 100%. <laughs> it is funny. Like, they... It, I think she 
hangs out at those restaurants a lot. I feel like she likes getting spotted. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I think we were talking about the other day, like, I guess Sarah Jessica Parker is in her shoe store a lot, too. And I'm just like, I guess that is like a good selling point that you could like, go as a tourist to this place and that the potential to that they would be there is high. Um, I think it's actually smart business. (laughs) I would be I I would be very, way more shocked to see Sarah Jessica Parker in her shoe store than Lisa Vanderpump at Sir, but I guess it makes sense. Like I mean, yeah, yeah I've had a few friends by. who have like gone in just to like go for the experience, just to like peek their head in and leave. But then she's there, and she like basically runs like the cash register. So I mean, like if you're like getting sold shoes by Sarah Jessica Parker, are you going to say no? Or are you going to be like? you know what, I'm actually not going to do the shoes. Of course you're going to take it. Like, um, so right. it's a it's a smart business tactic, I think. Right. If the only way to chat with Sarah Jessica Parker is to walk up to the cash register with a pair of shoes, you're like, well, <laughs> I guess, guess they're coming home with me. It's a very expensive meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. Like, I imagine that you have had interesting experiences with that because your show launched like a few months before the pandemic, right? In 2019, mm-hmm. like end of 2019. And yeah. then obviously you were, you know, for the whole last couple of years, like I'm sure your season two was like very pandemic-y. But what, what has it been like since you've been on the show? Have you had experiences with that? Like getting recognized and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen too much in LA and I'm pro- probably just cause like everyone's famous there, but it does. Um, I'm in New York right now and it does happen a lot here. Uh, just getting like stopped by people of a wide range of ages, which is always shocking. Um, just like coming up and asking for photos and stuff. And I, I guess it's always fun. I, we went to serendipity yesterday with a friend, um, and like every 11 year old girl in the city was also there. And so that was, I was like, oh, I, um, I actually felt like the Beatles or something. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny. Cause it's like, I forget that that's like partially the demographic for this show <laughs> because I'm like, a tw- I'm like a 27 year old man, like eagerly awaiting every new episode. I'm like, oh, I, I guess like kids watch this too. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's the fun of the show, too, is that it's really made for, like, theater kids of all ages. Um, Just some jokes are for the adults and some jokes are for the kids. But we did have um, Aria Brooks, who uh, is on the show, she was talking about, like, we were all laughing at a joke and she was like, yeah, I think she's, like, 14. She was like, I don't get half the jokes we say on this show. I was like, that is... That's funny coming from like a younger perspective of someone who would actually watch the show and like knowing or thinking that they're probably not getting half the jokes that are coming out is funny. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like that's always the thing. Like the best kids entertainment is the thing that the parents can also like watch and enjoy. Yeah, and like, not totally. That like, not that I have like a 12 year old child, but like, <laughs> I, can still, I don't know. It, it feels very, it, it's very fresh. Yeah, but I love that. I love that the show can transcend from just being like a kid's show and like everybody can watch it and find something to relate to. Um, I mean, that's kind of what you hope when you make something. But when you're making something that's like specifically targeted for kids, sometimes it can get like a little scary to think like, oh my gosh, only kids are going to see this. So um, it's nice to know that uh, a lot of people have an interest in it. Totally. And I, it's been fun to see like, because it's such a specific concept, like high school, obviously it's like you try to explain high school musical, the musical the series to someone <laughs> and it's like, wait, wait, what? Like how, how does that work? But they found such 
creative ways to kind of like keep building on that and like expanding the the concept. And I think it's like, it's so entertaining as a fan of like all of the different, you know, stuff that you guys have incorporated. It's fun to watch. Yeah. And then now even like in this third season, getting to expand on the like mockumentary type storylines with something like the real campers of shallow lake. I mean, it's just brilliant. Um, like, of course that makes the most sense that these like kids would be inspired by reality television to like cause drama. Cause like when you think of today's drama, of course you're thinking of like reality television. Right. I also, speaking of recent episodes, I was really excited that you got to do fabulous from high school musical. <laughs> too. <laughs> How how fun was that to film? Um, it was, I feel like that healed my inner child because uh, I think it was like, it was also like a weird um, coincidence that it was like the 15 year anniversary of High School Musical 2. So I was like, wow, I've been really manifesting this moment for like the last 15 years. Um, and our showrunner kept bringing it up. He was like, you're going to sing fabulous. You're going to sing fabulous. And for some reason I was like, I, he must be kidding. Like I didn't like believe him until I got the script and I saw that uh, Carlos was going to be singing fabulous. I was like, Oh, so this is like a real, um, but uh, it was like, a dream come true. That was so much fun. I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think High School Musical 2 might be the best one of the three. Really? So. I like the third one. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, but the second one is good too. I, I just, I, I just remember not like being almost like a little jaded because when it came out, they were like the start of summer, but it came out the week everybody went back to school. So I was like, what, like <laughs> what fun is this? Like the movie of the summer comes out when we all have to go back to school. So I think for some reason I'm still jaded by that, but, uh, the, the Disney channel programming team really dropped the ball. On I know. I was like, what's going on? This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know like I remember last season of your show when it seemed like you were going to do High School Musical 2 for like a hot second I really loved getting to hear Joshua sing bet on it and that was like that was like a high point for me but oh yeah <laughs> so good no it's like so it's so fun the way they incorporate all of those different things and of course like you said going into season four I am very curious to see like how they continue that. Cause I'm sure they have some great ideas. I've only heard like a sentence or two and it gives me chills. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I, you're like, they have kept the vault locked tight and yeah, I would just because, be showing up at a date and a time. Yeah. Like you think like, how can this keep going? And then they come and like, you kind of like come up with your own like version of how it could keep going. And then you hear what they came up with and you're like, Whoa, okay. This is going to be cool. Right. And I mean, maybe, maybe we'll get some more, uh, some more high school musical cameos. I don't know. I'm, I'm always curious. I am crossing every finger and every toe, especially like since the fact they were all there, like a few weeks ago, they were all at East high. I was like, what's going on? Like, so clearly you're aware that there's that high school musical is back in some way. So right. you know, if we could just keep them there. Uh, it'd be great. Right. It's like if, if Vanessa, if Vanessa could just spend the next two months <laughs> at East Come High. on. We'll put her up. It'll be fine. She'll have a great time, I think. She can film like another like Amazing. Netflix Christmas movie while she's there. I mean, it, she can like, we'll make it worth her while. 
Right. They can do Princess Switch 4 in Salt Lake City and everything everything will be good to go. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> she'll, she'll be fine. Amazing. Uh, well, Frankie, this has been such a pleasure chatting Housewives and High School Musical with you. <laughs> um, thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you. And everyone, don't forget to watch new episodes of High School Musical, the musical series, Wednesdays on Disney+. And thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram, at Bravo by Batches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like, uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.